The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I, I don't really understand what you're saying because we would never like i'm like my skin is curling when you say just drop back and chuck it deep no matter what one nothing astros the pitch and abreu cranks it deep to left field kiss it goodbye a three-run home run for jose abreu and the astros have a four nothing lead in the first like you're speaking Japanese. Like we, we have never done that. And the one-two pinch, and that ball is lifted high into the air, deep left field. Hayes is going back, back onto the track. He looks up. It is gone. Adolis Garcia will touch them all. Like you're making me uncomfortable. Like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Leclerc set. He delivers. He struck him out swinging, and the Rangers have swept the Orioles in the division series. Hello, ALCS, starting Sunday. We would not do that. We would never do that. So, no, no. Strong, no. Like, yeah, no. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Wednesday, October 11. Toby and TJ back with you. Going to be a high of 84, windy today. Next couple of days look like that. Going to be cooler on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, highs in the 60s both days. Rangers are moving on to the ALCS, a three-game sweep of Baltimore. Houston goes up two games to one on Minnesota, so three games today in the playoffs. Four o'clock this afternoon on TBS, Braves at Phillies, series even a game apiece. Six o'clock tonight on FS1, Astros at Twins. Astros can join the Rangers in the ALCS if they win tonight. 8 o'clock, Dodgers in Arizona. Diamondbacks up 2-0. They can knock out the Dodgers with a win tonight back in Phoenix. Sooners with the bye week. Are you enjoying the bye week, TJ? Um, I, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I wish there was football this weekend with the Sooners, but um, you need a break, so I'm I'm happy for you. You need to to rest and the bye week for you up. is no more relaxing right, than yeah. a my, normal. My schedule's week the same my because normal you go the to the game and sit in the lower bowl and all that stuff anyway. <laughs> well, my work week's the same, so it's just boring. it doesn't adjust as far as not talking and. About the upcoming game, I guess is the only way it changes. But my everything I do is still the same. Like, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I did get to go play golf yesterday. Oh, that's right. How did that go? Uh, great, great. Oh, I had man. an awesome day with my son. <laughs> Seeing him in his element was 
a joy. And we actually played very well. And I know that's disappointing. That's uh, on your side. I, I wish, was. I'm glad he did, but I wish you would have, uh, you know, struggled and really screwed. Well, the team I struggled. Up. I, yeah. I mean, I struggled. He carried me. <laughs> you know, 99 percent of the day. Sure. I was very shaky early. I was so nervous. I was very shaky early. I maybe contributed one shot in the uh, in the on the day, but we had a great day. I got kava on the way home last Look night. Look at you. You had heard about it all morning and said, I got to yep. have some kava. Yep. Uh, used my kava gift card that uh, somebody gave me for my birthday. Some of the folks at Rudy's gave me a kava gift card, plural, cards. So uh, that was fantastic. And then I came home and watched uh, about four or five innings of the Rangers before I gave up the ghost last night. And uh, awoke to the exciting news this morning that they had finished them off. So way to go. How could you sleep with that game going on? I would have never have been able to do that. I uh, know. I know. I didn't get my nap yesterday. And I was, uh, you know, I was walk. I had to walk that course from my cart to my ball all day. So that's a lot of exercise. <laughs> right. First class today, by the way, Teach. So I'm ner- now I got something else to be nervous about. I meet the new youngsters today, the new youths. Uh, so I get to first class this afternoon at OU. The and- new Pierce Laughing Waffles and the rest of yep. them. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot he's in my class, isn't he? He doesn't work for us anymore, though. Does he? Well,. Yes, but he kind of, uh, he's not doing anything this semester. He told me, he goes, I'm slammed this semester. But up until the semester started, yeah, he was. And in a pinch. But he has time to work for somebody else? Well, he's full-blown with Sooner Vision and, um, oh, what's the nightly or whatever it is. And Oh, is so, he not working at Scoop, too? I heard I they had he, a new intern named Pierce, and I assumed yeah, it was him. I think he is. In Dude's some everywhere. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. He doesn't have time for us because he's too busy helping out those guys. <laughs> right. I think he's getting experience in all areas, which is, is good for a young person. So, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going in with a bad attitude toward him Uh-oh. for bailing on us to go over he, to be with those guys. Bailed. Like I said, if it was a, a bind or something like that, I'm sure if he was available, he would he would be right here for me. So. Yeah, like you need a bowler, perhaps like a ringer a Christ- bowler, perhaps he'd be Christ- right there for you. Perhaps a Christmas party. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's another reason I got a bad attitude toward him, because he's a cheater. <laughs> cheater. He's an accomplice. Um. All right, so that was James Franklin, by the way, off the top. That exchange was with a reporter yesterday at his press conference. And the reporter, the reporter asked him about just telling the quarterback to throw it deep, just chunk it deep, you know, stretch the defense, give him something to think about. And uh, Franklin was like, you're making my skin. He said, you're making my skin curl, which I don't think is the, I think it's crawl is what you're looking for there. But he went with curl, which is a little creepy. Um, but, yeah, James Franklin was having none of it. We don't just tell our quarterback to chunk it deep and hope. It was quite a funny exchange back and forth. Uh, okay, tell me about Creed. How did this happen? And I'm not talking Humphrey. I'm sure we'll get more details as we go along here. So I remember 
a random tweet, and I want to say it was by Jared Sandler, who works on the, the radio crew and does a great job. He he gives a lot of inside information about the Rangers and like feel like 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 the tweet was I remember it was a few weeks ago, something along the line they were in that bad stretch where they were losing. He sent something about I just went through the locker room, guys seem to be in good spirits. A lot of Creed playing for some reason. And I remember laughing at that and thinking, Creed? Well, they got Creed playing in the locker room. And then that was kind of it. And then I think, I don't think people realize it kept going on and that it was a thing until they got to Tampa and won. And then um, they, they celebrated the wild card. So national media was around them more. And there was Creed playing in these celebrations. And when they moved on and when they got the to the uh, to the the DS, and they started going to the locker room and covering them. There's Creed playing, and so someone finally asked, uh, I think it was Andrew Haney on Saturday, because he got the surprise start on Saturday. They said, like, every time we've been around you guys, suddenly Creed's playing. What's up? And he said, you know, we were playing poorly. And he never says how it started. He goes, we just all started listening to Creed. We listened to it in the locker room, on the buses, flights. We just listened. We started listening to Creed. And so they got picked up by everyone, and then now they're playing it in the stadium. Obviously, this was the only game they've had back in 16, 17 games they've been gone. So they got back last night, and they're playing it on the big board, and Ranger fans have picked up on it. So they're you know, singing arms wide open together. And so no, I don't know who With started arms it. arms wide open. Like even Evan Carter, who's 21, is like, I wasn't even oh, born music. when they were in their run. He goes, I know the name Creed. I, know, I knew their music. But he goes, he goes, I don't even really know much about Creed. That was before my lifetime. So it's like I don't know who originally started it or why, but it just became a thing when they were struggling, and now they've carried it on as this rallying cry thing, like this, let's play and sing Creed songs together. So I don't know, kind of weird. Now Creed's picked up on it or, you know. That's the kind of thing that happens in special seasons, though. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's know? one of those things. And, like, they don't talk about it much. Like, they're all kind of – mysterious about it like it's some secret like Bruce Bochy was asked about it the other day he goes oh yeah I'm aware of the creed and then that was it, it that's all it, he would say and he just kind of giggled and it was it like, probably has some like origin that is a story that can't be repeated or something something yeah 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 but that, that's all I know do you like you. creed it doesn't I, strike me as your kind of music. Back in the day when they were popular, obviously everybody was listening to them, and then they became the band that everyone loved to hate. Yeah, uh, kind of like how I am with Dan and Shay, or right. someone like that. That's how everyone became with Creed, like real fast. And then suddenly it was like, wait, you can't listen to Creed. That's embarrassing. So now you're two decades removed from that, and now this team's having fun with it, and fans are having fun with it, and laughing about it, and like, like who listens to Creed? Like that's why I want to know how it started. Like that, I want. But do the you story. like Creed? Oh, a couple of those songs like uh, are cheesy, but you know when you see, hear "Arms Wide Open" or "Higher" or one of those uh, few songs that they had. I mean, that, it's not like they had a huge run. Um, you do sing along with it, so I. What was what, our our like high school years? I I it was after that. Like their run was like 98 to 2000 something oh, really? like that. Yeah, it was that late run. 90s. I remember a run, but yeah. 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 When they were hot and yeah. they're hot. Yeah, it was like 98 So you don't to sit 99. there when they start playing it during a Rangers game, you don't sit there and go, "Is it ridiculous?" 
Turn off the music. No, I think it's, you guys are idiots. I think it's so uh, cheesy and funny that I just kind of uh, threw out this story that it's been breaking for the last ten days or whatever. I've been laughing about it, so no, I don't do that. In fact, if I'm being completely honest, I may or may not for the last mm, four or five days at least played some Creed in the uh, pickup lines while I'm waiting for Bronx to come out of school. Oh, yeah. And or going on my walk, I may slip a Creed song in every now and then, just as uh, to be feel feel like I'm part of the team, you know. So I got to get mentally. Prepared. Sounds like something I would do. That's I why I'm, I'm asking. Prepared. <laughs> so uh, so confusing. You're so confusing. Um, I think it's awesome. Like that's the kind of thing that happens when teams go on championship runs. Stupid things like that that become larger than life and the whole fan base catches on to. So, I don't know. There's something magical going on in Arlington, Texas, Teach. I'm kind of hoping for the Astros just because I think it's the most intriguing for the rest of us to watch. Oh, without without a doubt, that's more intriguing than the Twins. Sure, I think for everybody, yeah. I know how much those teams and fan bases hate each other Mm -hmm. and um so that would be the most fun to watch as long as the rangers win yes because i can't stand the thought of the astros winning another title or even being in the world series like i have a hard time watching games the astros are in i dislike them so much yeah i i would probably lean wanting the astros and wanting that to be the team that the Rangers beat to get to the World Series. But there's a part of me, too, that it's like, man, that would be seven straight ALCSs they've been to if they advance past the Twins. So there's a part Enough's of me that enough. wouldn't wouldn't yeah. mind them losing to the Twins either. So I don't think they're going to. I think they'll, they'll get past Minnesota probably next game. They'll probably finish that series out. So it's probably going to be Houston and the Rangers. And then I, it's think it's, I think it's going to be Philly. And Arizona on the other side. It's looking like the, it might be. I think the Dodgers have, you know. Yeah, I mean, at this point, here. Arizona would have to melt down. So I mean, It's possible. I mean, my Reds had a 2 nothing lead mm-hmm. many years ago and blew it. It's happened before, but oh yeah, the Dodgers just don't look. I guess one win can turn everything around, but I think Arizona is going to finish them off. And uh, Philadelphia is a I – mean, got to win two there, I understand, but that place is a zoo. And so we'll see if the Braves can go. All right. uh, Don't forget, bottom of the hour today, Josh Norman going to join us live. Former Sooner Great, now one of the directors of Soul Mission. They had a a really cool deal with the football team yesterday, a service project that he's going to tell us all about. That's coming up at 735 this morning. Quick break. Got some injury news, quarterback injury news around the Big 12 to talk about as well. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. WTJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by High Tower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. There's no cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free and Patients are compensated for their time. Locally conveniently located across the metro area, including a a location coming soon in Ardmore. Find out what trials they're uh, working with, how they may benefit you. Hightowerclinical.com. 
Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Lisa, Sooner Lisa, is back in as well. She has sent in her uh, te- uh, text that we missed over Friday. Uh, okay. Lisa in Norman, I should say. Uh, I think I said Lisa Sooner. Norman. I had no pick week five for her. The Lions were her pick. So. All right. Sooner Lisa, you are back on the mountain. Congratulations. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, we'll start taking picks for week six. Let me text her back. She asked for a confirmation. There you go. Uh, on your worst day, you were 800 times more awesome than anything during the 6 o'clock hour in the market, and I am a doctor. Hashtag Dr. Awesome. Oh, uh, thank you, Thank doc. you, Dr. Awesome. Thank you, Doc. Yes. Uh, Burley Boomer said, if we could only get Jerry's World split at the 50. Man, see, this is the complaint or the uh, the want by a lot of people out there. I just, I don't, I, I'm not going to say that it's never going to happen. I don't I think know he's that, talking about the championship game. Oh, the championship game. Oh, yeah, that would be perfect. I thought he was wanting the game. So move, I'm trying uh, to think back uh, to the last time they played the championship game there. Didn't they, for the most part, sell the tickets like behind the benches? It was it was split that way. It was split, yeah, length of the field wise. I right. think. Yeah, I believe that was. I think you're right there. I can't remember. Somebody who was there let us know for sure. I don't think they did it at the fifty yard line, which is, would be great. I just don't know if. I don't. It, you would have a. You would have to have a really unique ticketing setup. Somebody who works in ticketing would have to tell me how hard that would be if you weren't made that way. You know, if you didn't normally sell tickets that way, how hard would it be to break up tickets that way? I, I don't – it seems like it would be a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do because people have already purchased tickets. You would be moving people. Because it's not like the Big 12 tickets don't go on sale until the day after the final game, you know. They've already been selling them. So. Right. And you can't split it that way if it's, you know, TCU and Kansas. You don't want it split that way. So um, I don't know how hard it would be. It was a great environment. The the championship game in there was a great environment. It wasn't the same, but it was a great environment. By the way, back to the video real fast. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Luke Elzinga can be our punter the rest of the year. I had no idea... One of our punters had dance moves like that. Dude could boogie. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was moving. Uh, <laughs> that whole video, man, is just. Great. He had more airtime than anybody else, almost. <laughs> uh, morning, a one in Turkey Bacon. I saw the SEC wrap up show. They mentioned Toby's "We We We All the Way Home" call. I think it should be added to the UCF scene setter with his SMU horsepower catchphrase. No chance we 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 ever sees the light of day again, video or otherwise. It was a mistake, cringeworthy. It will never happen Did again. Did you pre-think of that and think it was going to come out better, or was that a moment that his name's Tawi? Let's go with the we we we. Like, which was I had, that? So yeah, I had thought about that before, not like written it down, say I'm going to use this, but just like looking over the board and looking at people's names and, right. and different things that you can do or not do or whatever. I remember thinking, Tawi, it'd be funny if he broke a long run. Maybe that'd be something funny to say. 
this is probably two months ago before the season started. So in that moment, when the first we came out, I don't know, I guess it overtook me. <laughs> it came from the back of my brain to the front of my brain, and it came flying out. And honestly, I have received overwhelmingly positive reaction to it. I think people but love it because it's so silly that it's fun. It's funny. The and- first time I heard it back, I said, oh, God, that's awful. And no, I am. That's you that should will have- never, ever, ever happen again. I hate it. Should have coordinated with Teddy that he drops the line. That you I, say. To be fair, I hate ninety percent of the things <laughs> I say, but that is at the very top. You know what he did, Toby? We we weed all the way home. That's no. what y'all should have planned. No, that'll Teddy. never. That'll <laughs> Teddy <bad>. dropped that <laughs> while he's doing some air guitar in the booth. Preach, Toby. Texas fans annoy me in general. Why voluntarily look up what nonsense they want to spew about OU? Well, I mean, if you're on social media, it's voluntarily hard looking to, it up. Yeah. It gets dragged into your timeline. So It's okay. We're not supposed to like each other. It's what makes this rivalry great. If you're waiting for Texas to say, hey, good job, you got us, you must be the better team. It ain't happening. It's just, again, that's what makes rivalries beautiful. The Red Sox hate the Yankees no matter what. Yes. Texas hates Oklahoma no matter what. So the best possible thing that can happen here is for Texas, fans and team, believe they should have won that game. National media believe they should have won that game. They meet again in the Big 12 championship, and Texas is favored again. That's the best possible thing that can happen for Oklahoma. So just let them believe whatever they want to believe. They're not changing the record. Nobody's going to come out this week and go, you know what, we've received numerous complaints that Texas should have won that game. <laughs> we're so taking, we're reversing a, we're taking our away decision. the three turnovers and giving them scores on those uh, drives. So, yeah, yeah. The, sc- the scoreboard ain't changing. So let them think whatever they want to think. It doesn't matter. Uh, good morning to the most handsome men in radio. Oh. Woo! So what I'm hearing is that Texas is claiming they brought their C-minus game so they'll blow us up in December. Other than their quarterback throwing two interceptions and the fumble, I thought they played really, really well. I thought it was our team who didn't play well. Blocked a, a block punt, couldn't run the ball uh, as much. Am I missing something? Off to the hot tub. Love you guys. Oh, you sooner girl for life. Both teams left points on the board. The Texas mistakes, two picks, fumble, couldn't get it in on the one-yard line. What else would go in the Texas mistakes category, Teach? Or, you know, all of those can also be directly contributed to Oklahoma. Gentry Williams, due to film study and coaching, Mm-hmm. Knew the pattern that was coming there. It was not just a oops, terrible pass by Quinn Ewers. Uh, help me out with this. Oh, second pick. Pop pass over the middle. And uh, Billy Bowman, an absolutely, he read the play and laid an absolutely perfect hit on Jatavian Sanders. He could have easily got a targeting call, but he separated him from the football. Perfect play by the Oklahoma player. Popped the ball in the air. Oh, you got it. 
Long scramble or scramble by Quinn Ewers. Great hit. I think it was Billy Bowman that hit him. Who 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 dislodged Ewers from the football? Do you remember? Gentry Williams recovered it. I can't yeah, remember who laid I know the hit Gentry on him. Recovered it. Um, Maybe it was Peyton Bowen. Was it Peyton Bowen? I think it was. He does Bowen. everything. It's probably him. Great Bowen hit. hit somebody hard. I don't remember if he knocked one loose, but I remember him. I think it was Peyton Bowen. Yeah, that might, probably was the one I'm thinking of. Great. Uh, uh, Quinn Ewers wasn't running and said, "Oops, the ball fell out of my hands." He got hit hard and dislodged the ball, and OU recovered. And the goal line stand. They didn't hand the ball up and trip at the two-yard line every time. So you can refute every single oops we should have played better that Texas had. I'm just saying, why waste your breath other than the fact that we got three hours of radio to fill? Let them think whatever they want to think. If they play again, they're going to, you know. So they may play a third time. This thing is good enough. I mean, what a way to finish off the Big 12, right? Make them watch it three times. Let's see here. John and Broken Arrow. I think we've already figured him out on why he's not in. He's saying he should be back in. Uh, John and Broken Arrow. You have sent in a pick every week, but you sent in a pick one week on a Wednesday. Mm. Uh, I think so. Let me look back. September 27th. Yeah, that's a Wednesday. So you sent it outside of the window. Mm. Ouch. So, sorry. Same as Coach T. That's what knocked Coach T out. He sent it outside the 6-9 to nine window uh, on Thursday I got John Broken Arrow in. Oh, you do? Jags, 49ers, Dolphins, Chiefs, and Jets. He's, he's on the mountain. Dolphins, Chiefs, Jets. Oh, I think I just fixed this. Is he? Was that a tweet? May have been. I think I just did that during the last commercial yeah, break because he, he tweeted at us. Do you see anything in. in there that's wrong? Yeah, he shouldn't be in. So he shouldn't be in. No, the the twenty seventh that week he sent in the uh, Chiefs pick on a Wednesday, so that's why he had been off. Oh, okay. So he was probably sending you screenshots and you weren't paying attention. Gotcha. To the yeah, I would. Yeah. So take him out. Is what you're telling He's me? He's out, John. You're out. Chiefs if you can pick. prove to me that Chiefs so, pick was resent in on a Thursday or Friday, we'll put you back in. But no other than pick that, week four is what you're telling me is what the ruling should be there. That's the ruling. That's, that's the what ruling. we got to go by. Uh, it's not it's only fair. <laughs> we just broke his heart. Sorry, John. Is, is he upset? <laughs> he said, you just broke my heart. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Dims the rules. That's right. Break time. Uh, Josh Norman from Soul Mission joins us when we come back. I, stick around. You're going to enjoy hearing what your Sooners were up to yesterday. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Special guest joining us now. Great Sooner in his day, now one of the leaders of Soul Mission and Brent Venable's Sooner football program, Josh Norman, joins us live. Josh, good morning, morning, bud. How are you today? I'm well, Toby. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Are you sore and tired? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about so. we'll talk about why in just a second. But first, <laughs> how about that game on Saturday, man? Oh my goodness, man! Uh, uh, speaking of being sore and tired, I was wore out after that game, man. A lot of yelling, a lot of jumping around, a lot of excitement. Um. 
honestly, man, it was it was more exciting than than any game I had ever been a part of, and uh, just super, tremendous, tremendous effort by our guys, and uh, they 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 never flinched, man. They they uh, you know, even in the in the times in the moments that things didn't look like it was going our way, man, they they stayed the course and uh, just kept working, and uh, man, it was it was it was an amazing victory. We saw a little glimpse behind the scenes in that video they put out last night, but what was it like from your perspective kind of behind the scenes on Saturday and I guess to a larger extent kind of what what Brent has done with this team this year? Man, you know, honestly, um, the crazy thing is, Toby, is behind the scenes, uh, it's not much different now than it was last year Uh, for those people who've been around Coach Venables and know Coach Venables, uh, one of the common things that people say is he's the most consistent person you know. He's been preaching the same thing uh, since day one. Uh, he's had the same standard since day one. He's had the same expectations since day one. Um, last year, we weren't able to meet those standards and those expectations. Uh, but, man, he stayed the course, and everybody stayed the course. Uh, you know, obviously all of the coaches have been bought in. Uh, now we got a team full of players who are bought in, uh, and and the results are are starting to show. And he said that since day one. He said it since day one that you know all of these things that we're doing uh, off the field, away from the game, are going to set us up for success, and it's eventually going to be evident uh, in in on the scoreboard and in games, and uh, it's, it's 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 happening. And so um, you know, from our perspective behind the scenes, man, it's. We've been doing it. We we've been doing the same thing. Uh, it's something that we believed in. Uh, we believe in our leader and and, uh, and his vision for the program. And, and man, we're all on board. All right. Yesterday, it's a, it's the bye week. Uh, you may think that means rest and relaxation. And to some extent, <laughs> it sounds like uh, he's going to let him have the weekend to uh, you know take a little uh, time off. But yesterday was not that. So tell folks what took place yesterday. Yeah, so every every bye week, every year, we'll do a, a service project. And uh, yesterday, uh, we connected with a, a group uh, called One 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 Project, uh, and and they do uh, child child welfare welfare advocacy here in the state of Oklahoma. And they have a, a bunk building program, and so we built um, a little over 150 uh, bunk beds yesterday, uh, and it was. It was all raw material. It was drilling. It was screwing. It was, you know, moving lumber inside, outside of the Everest Center. Uh, it was, it was, it was a lot of hard manual labor. Uh, but man, when you think about, you know, that there's going to be more than 300 kids in the state of Oklahoma uh, affected by this, uh, and it just as simple as having uh, a bed to, to to lay down and go to sleep in, and have have that that comfort. I have something that's there and keeping families together, keeping siblings together, uh, whether they're in the, in the foster system or, you know, it's just a, a means of keeping them there, at, uh, in their biological home. Uh, it's just a remarkable, remarkable effort, uh, on the part of everyone that was involved. There was so many people involved with one, one project. And of course our guys and our coaches, man, it was, it was a tremendous effort and, um, you know, really proud of the work that we did. I was asking you about this in advance, saying, hey, are these, like, bunk bed kits that you guys are putting together? And you were like, no, man, we're just getting lumber brought in from the lumber yard. So this was, like, some hardcore construction you guys were doing. 
No question. It, it, it really was, man. Uh, you know, we jokingly said it was not Ikea. And so it wasn't a, <laughs> you know, a plug and play type of deal, man. We, uh, but you know, what, one of the most remarkable things, Toby, was, you know, when we first started planning this, you know, three, four, five months ago, um, you know, we decided, all right, we're going to do these bunk beds and we're, we're aiming to get, you know, so many done. Um, you know, uh, the, the group 111 project, they got with, with their um, guys who normally build the bunk beds. So they came up with these jigs and widgets uh, that was really dummy proof, man. And although we were using raw material, uh, you know, we had this, this system where you would just, you know, sit it on this, uh, on this workbench and, you know, lock these deals into place, and it, it already had the holes. All you had to do was drill through those holes, and, and you were drilling in the exact spot that you needed to uh, for each piece of raw material. And so uh, then it would go to the next station. It was just an assembly line. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we got, got a lot, a lot, a lot of work done. Any good stories from yesterday? Yo, this was in the indoor facility, you said? Yes, sir. So we, we laid out a uh, tarp to cover the entire uh, you know, really about a hundred yards of uh, the indoor facility. Uh, we had these di- six different stations, assembly lines set up uh, that would, you know, started at, at one spot and work to the next, all the way to where it was outside, and they were sanding and, you know, um, and, and wrapping and packaging uh, everything. And honestly, Toby, I wish I had a great story for you, man. But I was like. It was it was a madhouse. Like I was ripping and running <laughs> all day long. I hardly had a chance to interact uh, with the guys for any you know extended uh, period of time. There were moments that I interacted with them because I felt like they you know we had a few guys kind of standing around taking too many breaks. And so it's like, hey, let's get Uh-oh. back to work. <laughs> so I had to crack the whip a few times. <laughs> DG didn't get a big splinter in his left hand or anything, right? We can't. Absolutely everybody came out of this not. okay. I've, Oh yeah, we. I mean, we we had gloves, we had protective eyewear. You know, we, you know, no slides. Like we we safety was the number one deal, obviously. Um, you know, making sure we protect our guys. And you know, honestly, Toby, it was certain things. I was like, DJ, you probably don't need to. Do let's let's get you over here to do this. <laughs> let's stay away from that. <laughs> why why is this important? Uh, you know, in in Soul Mission and and how Brent views what a football program should look like why do something like this josh well you know it's all it's, it's all about character um you know i've said this for a really long time man and it was from my experience you know playing for the national championship and winning a national championship in order to win championships you have to have a, a a team that's full of high character guys and uh this is one way of of, of developing and growing the character in your team uh, you know, we we say in Soul Mission, we want to uh, have guys who have purpose beyond their own self-interest. Uh, so many times these days, uh, whether it's kids or, or adults, man, we're just all about ourselves. Uh, and, um, you know, what better way to have purpose beyond your own self-interest than to serve others? Uh, sometimes you're serving people who can't, who can't serve themselves, and sometimes you're serving people uh, who just need a hand. Um, and, you know, we're going through a hard time. And, and so whenever we're able to do that, man, uh, we, we challenge our guys to have an inside-out approach to service. But, man, Toby, what we've seen is that when we serve in the way that we do in these times that we serve, uh, there's an outside-in transformation that happens with our guys. 
it, it, it broadens their perspective. Uh, they see things in a new light. Uh, but ultimately, they in, end up having uh, a ton of gratitude uh, for the position that they're in, uh, for the opportunities that they have. Um, and and e- even in their hard times, uh, they, they know that there's still hope and, uh, and, and that they're, they're grateful uh, for the opportunity, uh, it, even in those circumstances. And so uh, it, it, it's just such a, a great um, opportunity uh, for our guys to grow. Uh, and, again, it, it's gonna, it, it translates to the field, man, uh, because those, those moments uh, show up. Uh, in those critical moments in games, that those guys have a great deal of character. They they're persistent. They st- stick to it. They uh, they have trust. They they believe in one another, uh, and all of that is being built in these in these times of service. Everybody bought in on this. There's not there's not any uh, uh, you know. Come on, man. I just played Texas in the Cotton Bowl. I'm tired. <laughs> Why do we got to do this? Everybody's on. Board. Well, I mean, for the, for for the most part, yeah. Now, granted, there's always going to be. You know, a few guys who uh, who may not uh, get it in the moment, uh, but that's just part of it. You know, you're, you're dealing with you know 18, 19, 20 year old kids uh, who who don't always have the greatest perspective. Uh, but that's what that's that's what our challenge to those guys is, man. And, and so being able uh, to have opportunities like this for them to serve, for them to hear the stories uh, from the people who have been affected. Uh, by this program of, of, of just, sit, like I said, it, it seems simple, but just getting the bunk bed um, and, you know, like hearing those stories. And, and then furthermore, hearing uh, the stories from the people who are going to receive these beds. Um, it, I mean, it, it's, it's transformative, man. And, and um, you know, we, we pray that every single guy uh, is affected in a positive way uh, by doing this work. Uh, but even if it's just one, even if it's just two, um, you know, we, we feel like that that's a win. Great stuff. Josh Norman, Sooner great, now one of the directors of Soul Mission in Brent Venables' OU football program. Spent yesterday building 200 bunk beds for foster children around the state of Oklahoma. Really cool. Josh, thanks for taking time with us. I know you're sore and tired today, but uh, we appreciate you spreading the word. Well, I appreciate the opportunity uh, for, for us to tell our story, man. And, uh, hey, just uh, I gotta say it, Toby. Great, great call on the uh, on the winning touchdown, man. You, you're Thanks, phenomenal. Man. Love listening to you, man. You always make those moments really special. Thank you, Josh. Talk to you soon, bud. Thank you. Bye bye. See you, man. All right, there you go, Josh Norman. How cool is that, Teach? Isn't that great? Very cool thing to do. Yeah. You know, we had a uh, people who have been a long time listener to our show know this, but maybe some of the new ones don't. We had a foster child many years ago, mm-hmm. and that. That is a very, it's a difficult situation, which goes without saying probably for not just the children, certainly the children, but also the families as well. And the ability for them to step in and help out, this is not in a small way either. Like this is a really massive thing to do for a family and for a kid is just so cool. Just so cool. Nothing but complete respect for this soul, the whole soul, soul mission program that Brent Venables has put together. It is, I think it's just the coolest thing that I've seen maybe any collegiate athletic program do. We'll be back.
A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. T-Row in the morning show this hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. Bringing uh, clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. Several areas that they work in. Crohn's disease, different arthritis, cancer, uh, multiple other areas. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Hightowerclinical.com where you can call or text for more information. 405-831-5905. Camo Sooners in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, As a disappointed Orioles fan, I just wanted to congratulate TJ and the Rangers. Thank you, Camo. You'll be back. Your team's young. I did it's feel really bad good. for the Orioles a little bit. Um, they're, they're an easy team to... Well, they're they're not a like a hateable team. You know no, I mean? they haven't. They've been down for so long. They were a yeah. hundred plus lost team for so many years, and they've they've built that system up, and they've got great young talent. Now, does the organization spend the money for a couple of big name dudes to put them over the top? That's what they've got to go do at that point. So, hmm. that's it. I don't know if that's I agree with do. that or not, but we'll let it go for now. The social media team needs to slow down. Do they know this is a bye week? Getting us all jacked up for a game week. <laughs> I saw, um, was it Travis this morning? Let me see if I can find it here. Who had retweeted something about we need to all thank Dion for this. Um, let me see if I can find Travis's. I think it was Travis. And uh, maybe it was somebody else. Anyway. The point of the tweet was, here's another example of the influence Dion is having on football, and it's it's the Oklahoma video. And it's talking about how in recent weeks we've seen a great video from Notre Dame and one from Oregon and now from Oklahoma. And I was like, yeah, th- this is – Oklahoma just started putting out great videos this year. No, this, one this, one, this, one this one is epic. This one is epic. Movie. The, the game was epic. But the – Jacob Potter and all of the guys over there in the media departments for football and for Sooner Vision and everything, they have been leading the industry for years now. They are unbelievable. This may be their masterpiece. Top of the hour. We'll be back.